Given the ever-shifting political ecosystem, how do you understand your historic role in this moment? What is your sense of your cosmic calling? That was the question I asked our multidisciplinary team last week, and they burst out laughing at me. They said, Rev, you're being such a Rev. What kind of question is that? Cosmic calling, historic role. But of course, they understood the spirit of that question. And artists, as they oftentimes do, are able to distill something into its most simple and beautiful form. They say, Rev, I think what you're asking is how shall we live now? Is that a question that resonates with anyone in here? How shall we live now? Now being, of course, in light of everything that is happening in our world, how are we being called to live? How can we live? How should we live? How shall we live together now? The four of us have not come here today to prescribe a single answer. Because these are the type of questions that you live and don't necessarily answer once and for all. But what we do hope to share with you in brief forms of reflection is the way in which we are wrestling, struggling, discovering ways to live that question. How shall we live now? How will you live now? Be patient. Be patient, Rev. Those were the words that came out of the mouth of one of our artists last week. I uh, stumbled into our art studio on New York Ave in D.C. late at night. And one of our artists was there working. She had just gotten off the uh, phone with someone. And I think she could sense that there was a heaviness on my heart. It had been a day where we had just been barraged with all of these executive orders. It felt like so much of the progress that we were pushing for was being rolled back. And there was just a heaviness on my heart because these things weren't abstract or theoretical to me. They were, in so many ways, direct threats to people that I so dearly loved in our community. We are a community of immigrants. We are a community of queer people. We are a community of Muslims. We are a community that has so many people who felt so immediately, directly threatened by what is happening in this world, and it weighs heavy on my soul as the caretaker of sorts, as the spiritual caretaker of this community to see so many people struggling. And this artist clearly, in the way that she was taking care of me, could pick up on the fact that there was a heaviness on my soul. And she said, Rev, be patient. Because I've seen this before. She told me about growing up on the south side of the city. She'd seen politicians and even leaders in her community who were more interested in their own advancement than what was best for their community. She'd seen people driven by ego and fear and hatred and greed. She'd seen that and she said, you know what, Rev, those people never last. They don't last because the community won't tolerate it. They can do incredible harm, no doubt, but they won't last. Be patient, Rev. Be patient. And what I realized in that moment is that patience is not the same as passivity. Sometimes we tend to mix those up, right? Being patient is just kind of giving up and saying, well, I'm not going to get involved. What she was helping me see is that patience is not the same 
as passivity. It's not doing nothing. But rather, it's doing everything to stay focused and to stay alive. Does anyone resonate with that? Being patient is not doing nothing, but it's staying focused. It's doing everything that you can to stay fully yourself and fully alive. And for some of our artists, staying alive means feeling alive. In this day and age, it can be hard sometimes to find those moments where we truly feel alive. But on, uh, I guess it was uh, two nights ago, I attended the mixtape release party for one of our artists. It was at this smoke shop on Georgia Ave, not the, necessarily the first place you'd think to go for a mixtape release. I won't get into too much details. I'll save you that. We're in church. But... But, I'll tell you, I walked into that room. The strobe lights were pulsating. The bass was booming. And as the beat dropped, man, the whole place just leapt onto its feet and started bouncing up and down. I mean, people were just having the time of their lives. There was this incredible sense of joy in unison that people were feeling being there together. And Osa actually stood up at one point, offered some wise words, and said, look, if there's anyone beefing with anyone here, if there's any conflict, I want you to come see me first. And there was a voice from the back of, uh, of the joint that yelled out, nah, don't worry, this is a place of love. This is a place of love. And it struck me in that moment that there is incredible power to that joy and to feeling that sense of love in these times. The Muslim activist Linda Sarsour, you may be familiar with that name. She helped to organize the Women's March. She said something recently that has been really revelatory for her. And that's that she has in many ways given up hope in hope. She said, I don't put too much stock in hope. Anymore, It feels kind of empty, to be honest with you. I'm looking around. I don't have a lot of reason for hope right now. It feels intangible. It feels abstract. But she said, love, love, that's what keeps me going. Because during those times when I feel like I don't know what I can do anymore, when I feel like giving up, when I feel like I'm done, I can't be done because I'm not done Loving the people in my life. I'm not done with the love for my community. I'm not done with the love for my children. I'm not done with the love for my friends. I'm not done with the love for the people in this room. And the people in all the circles that you are part of. I can't be done because I'm not done giving that love. And I think there's great wisdom there. At times when it can feel hopeless. At times when we're not exactly sure how we shall live. There is that invitation to deepen that love. And maybe that's why all of you are here this morning. Maybe that's the charge for you this morning too. To make sure that you are finding ways in these times to restore your spirits to tap into that joy, to be patient, to stay focused, and to really build that love for each other that will sustain whatever lies ahead.
How will you live in these times? I guess nobody ever told you who you are as art, let it transform you. I guess nobody ever told you who you are as art, let it transform you. Those are words that came to me in a dream one night as I was contemplating what is art to me. Because art is not just a painting on a wall or some words strung together. Art is who we be. Art is my reason for breathing. Art is like the sunrise and sunset. Art says, when I am hopeless, I'm not done yet. Art says, move forward, take it step by step. Slow down, child, you got time. Art says, even when you don't have a smile, I got your back, I got your front, I got your sides. Art says, look them in the eye, acknowledge their presence, see that they're human, see that they are a part of you. Art says, let the love shine through. Art says, when all I see is differences within your face, within your eyes, just allow, just trust, just surrender because it all can be a good surprise. Art says, I guess nobody ever told you, who you are is art, let it transform you. You see, there once was a person who was meant to take a journey. They knew not where they were going. They put their mask on tightly and started out on their way. They ran into a mirror and didn't know what to say. The mirror said, before you can pass through, you gotta show me who you be. The person said, no, I'm not right trying to do that right now. I'm going to sit and wait and go as I please. There once was this person who put a mask on tightly and was asked to take a journey. They knew not where they were going. So they put the mask on, walked and walked and walked, and ran into a mirror. This mirror said, before you can pass through, you got to show me who you be before I let you move. The person said, no. I'm tired of you always being on all my journeys. I see you everywhere I go. I'm tired of this. I'm angry. I'm going to go somewhere else and release and let go. There once was this person asked to take a journey. They knew not where they were going. They put their mask on tightly and ventured out with a certain kind of swag. Looked around, said, looked who was to their left, who their right, in their back. They looked around and looked around. Then they ran into another mirror. The mirror said, oh, here you go again. So you got that mask on tightly, and you got a special kind of walk this time? Nice. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm hoping it was distract you so you can let me through to the other side. The mirror said, ha, 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 you so funny. No, 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 no. Show me who you be. The person said, I don't know. The mirror said, I'll help you see more clearly. You see, art is the opening to seeing myself through others. Art is the opening to seeing myself through what is showing up in my world. Art is the opening to allowing me to look at life as opportunities, even when I'm down, even when I'm out, even when I'm constricted, even when I don't want to. Art says, take another breath. You're not through. Art is who we be. It's more than a painting. It's more than a more than something on a wall. It's more than a theater piece. 
It invokes your spirit to take a look at something, to look at something differently, to look at someone differently. Art is who we be. So my invitation today is that we allow our masks to come off and look at ourselves in the mirror, the mirror of each other, the eye gates of each other, and allow us to see each other. I know sometimes when I walk around in this world, I have my armor on from lessons that I learned, from experiences, from ancestral memory, I have my armor on, and I may not allow you to see me because I'm scared, because I'm frightened, because I'm just fed up. But when I take the mask off and I allow you to see who I be, I learned that art is a transformative experience because I guess nobody ever told you that who you are is art. Let it transform you. Good morning, how y'all doing? Good, all right, so these days and times are not very pretty, so I, I gotta be quick and effective as best as I can. I wanna talk about keeping my room clean. When we ask these questions of, of what we need to do in these days and times, I resolve to my mother's old advice, keep your room clean. Despite not having a lot growing up, that was one of the most important things that I could do. See, this lesson translated later on into my life, uh, and I learned it from a big brother of mine who had a conversation in a barbershop in the summer of 2013. The murder rate in Baltimore was through the roof. Um, and you know, for those of you who know about the city, it's never really not through the roof. But at this point in time, uh, my brother said to his friends, we have to keep our room clean. We have to take responsibility for what's going on in the streets with our children. And so that uh, inspired me to, to, to join in, join in the movement and affecting the things in my immediate circle, my room. The only thing that I can clean when I have nothing else. Uh, this is another reason this, this value, this lesson of keeping my room clean uh, came to me also when I met Rev. Eric and, and, and joined the sanctuaries. Because as much as I hate ignorance and discrimination, and, and which has happened to me in my entire life, how can I ever make a change in, in the wider society if I don't make that change within myself? How can I expect to love other people if I don't ever congregate with other people that don't look like me, that don't necessarily share the same beliefs? See, this is part of keeping my room clean. Now, I want to say something that's probably not very popular, but with all of the uh, political, there are no nice words to describe it going on, I realized something very uncomfortable. It was a hard pill for me to swallow, but I realized that I probably have more in common with Donald Trump than I'd like to think. Now, it's uncomfortable for me to say this out loud, but I know that there's some things in my mind, in my brain, some of the conversations that if you recorded in my past, they probably might sound a little similar. And I'm not trying to say I'm anywhere near this guy. But <laughs> what I am saying is that there are some things within myself that I need to get over and get rid of, which means, and, and even if not for myself, I mean, I definitely know some people in my circle who say a lot of the, some of those similar things. There's a lot of cleaning up that I need to do in my own house before I start begging others to do that cleaning up. You know, what are the conversations that I need to have at home with my homeboys, with the fellas, with some of you know, the women that I know? 
these are the conversations uh, that that are really can be more effective. You know, we can shout and scream a lot. You know, again, my, my family is, is from the, you know, the black liberation movement and the civil rights era. We've been shouting at people for a very long time. It's time for us to start speaking to ourselves, speak to the people in our immediate circles in our lives, because these are the people who make up the system that we're, we're so angry at right now. It's the same people that we ride the train with, that we had Thanksgiving dinner with. What are the conversations that we need to be having in order to clean our room? That's very, very important to me. And I think that also, you know, the idea of conversation is, is very uncomfortable for a lot of people. And I only say this because I've seen some of um, some some black artists and uh, and black people who are influencers try to have a conversation with Donald Trump. And boy, were they persecuted, for lack of a better word. I know this ain't the old biblical days, but essentially that's the same thing for going to sit down and talk to this person. Now, as much as some of us despise him, I wonder if I had some, <laughs> shoot, if I got an invitation to speak to our current president, I'd go talk to him. I have some things I want to say to his face, but that's just me. And I, but that would be a part of me cleaning my room, getting these things off of my chest. I think that when we talk about making change, I think diplomacy is the first step for me. Going to sit down and talk with people. That's how we make change. That's how we negotiate. That's how we move towards peace. If we're not willing to even sit down and consider a conversation, then what do we, what's in our way? So the question that I want to leave you guys with this morning is what is stopping, what is stopping us from keeping our room clean? And furthermore, what can we do about it? Thank you. Just keep your head to the sky. That's right. Just keep your head to the sky. Keep, 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 keep your head to the sky. I said, keep, 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 keep your head to the sky. I said, keep, 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 keep your head to the sky. I said, just keep your head to the sky. That's right. Just keep your head to the sky. I said, keep, 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 just keep your head to the sky. I said, just keep, 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 just keep your head to the sky. I said, keep, 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 keep. 
kick, kick your head to the sky. I don't usually do this, but I'm gonna try. They say it's hard to really see it, and the reason why we living. Don't chase it with your eyes, can recognize it till it's given. The world in front of me became the molding of my vision. The pain that came to me is what I blame on my decisions. How do I find the courage when my heart is feeling missing? How do I find the time when I know that the clock is ticking? I'm a soldier for this love is guaranteed to be my mission. Wish I could find it easy like I see it in the children. Hey, looking back as I move forward. Sankofa, I want a love that explodes, call it a supernova. What it takes to reach the heavens, let me stand closer. Put the pieces all together, witness Jehovah. God is patient with his son, he plant the seed and let it go. When I love it unconditional, I learn to let it go. Open your eyes on what I'm talking about. Without a doubt, I can feel the love reaching out. Love. Reaches out, my love reaches out. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it now? Love reaches out, my love reaches out. Love grabbed my hand, said, Hold on, child. It'll only be just a little while. Keep walking, keep talking, keep seeing, and yes, believing. I held on to the love and said, Come closer now. Let me hold you tight, comfort you for a while. Keep believing, keep reaching. You're the vision I'm seeing. Reaches out, love reaches out. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel my it love, now? My love, my love, your love, your love, my love, my love, your love, your love. 